This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. Every night. I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Nope. Summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. Say. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. Nope. I don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Right to the hook right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill. And this is the podcast for Monday, February the 6th. And this is Hold What You Got. The 200th episode of this insanity right here. You bunch of low lifers. Appreciate each and every one of you for being here week in and week out. And this is uh, best count I got is the 200th not so live episode we've got some live ones mixed in there and whatnot but this is the 200th not so live right here and uh man it's it's hard to believe and we got a good one this week uh to continue the pace we've been on with a lots of fun guests so far in 2023 uh just it's just hard to believe i i'm grateful i tell y'all that every week and i am i mean that i sincerely mean it i'm so grateful to get to do this and uh and have people care about it you know because you see a lot of bass fishing's all about uh everything in the world's all about this but content i want to make some content look i got some new content coming content 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 some of it's content nobody wants to see 
right? There's a lot of that that goes on out there in the world. Our, our lives are just throw up of content. So the fact that people do settle in here frequently uh, blows my mind. So I, I, I am very grateful and I appreciate each and every one of you. I want to give you a, a little health update real quick because I've been telling y'all about this in the last few weeks. And as we talk, you might can see it sticking through my hoodie because I'm too fat for this shirt that I got on is uh got a heart monitor right right cheer in this in this general area so I went to a cardiologist um mentioned that last week and basically the diagnosis is for right now is that I have post COVID uh some big word okay and what it means is my heart's inflamed uh, some inflammation of the heart due to having COVID around Christmas. I don't know. I got to wear a heart monitor for 14 days. They do that instead of a stress test now, more so uh, because it's real life experience, real world experience. And I got a little button. I have to push it every time the triple threat pisses me off. I just push it. I, every time the kids do something, I just push the damn button because I want them to know that's why my heart is acting crazy. But uh, it just kind of, you know, it, it, it's really cool how it works. It really sucks wearing it. It is strapped to my hairy chest, taped down. I don't look forward to pulling it off in 14 days. But then after that, I have to get an ultrasound done just to make sure there's no physical damage to the heart. But basically, this uh, um, this condition that is caused, they're, they're seeing it frequently. And it is uh, it can last three to six months, but it basically throws fake codes <laughs> And, and it makes you feel like you're having a heart attack and it, and it can increase your enzyme levels that show heart stress and different things. So it comes back on lab work. We hope that's all it is. Fingers crossed that all, that's all it is, but, uh, I certainly seem to fit the bill for what they're seeing in that situation. So again, thank you all you low lifers for reaching out and, uh, and, and the well wishes and for the last few weeks, it, it means a ton. But I want to keep you updated on that because a lot of y'all are asking, and, and it and does mean a lot to me. So uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything. Again, this is a this is an episode of gratitude for sure. Five years of this going into our sixth year here, and and it's just uh, it's hard to uh, imagine that you know two hundred episodes down. You know, it's 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 a lot of fun, a lot of dang fun getting to do this weekend week out. Couldn't do it without the low lifers, and I can't do it without the sponsors of the show as well. Startron, kicking ethanol in the teeth. Nobody likes ethanol. Ethanol is like your brother-in-law, okay? Maybe some of y'all have a cool brother-in-law. I don't even have a brother-in-law, so it's probably, you know, bad to try to tie that together. But just say I did have a brother-in-law, and he was a piece of crap, right? That's ethanol. And you're like, damn, I don't know why my sister, I don't even have a sister, I don't know why my sister is married to this dude. That's that's kind of what ethanol is, right? Uh, but you can't pour Startron on your brother-in-law, but you can pour it in your fuel tank to kick ethanol in the teeth, in your weed eater, in your chainsaw, but most importantly, in your bass boat. Get ethanol away from your outboard engine Save yourself some pain and agony. Get you some Startron. We appreciate the folks from Startron bringing you LBL and putting up with my terrible ad reads. <laughs> I just, man, I like to, I like to freestyle every now and then. You know, I like to kick it. I like to kick. It. So, moving on. Pro Guide Batteries. ProGuideBatteries.com. You can check them out. Lithium. They got the AGMs. They got chargers on there. They get all kind of good things 
for you, but trust people that have been in the industry for many, 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 many years. Trust people that OEM boat manufacturers trust, and that is Pro Guide Batteries. They are not fly-by-night, and I can tell you they're great people that make great products. Check them out. You can use code LBL10 to get you some of those lithiums. Check them out. Let them know you're a low-lifer. We appreciate the folks from Pro Guide Batteries. Baitworks.com, bait-works.com. Use code Duncan-10 to get it all. And let me tell you something. Over there at that East Tennessee Fishing Show, I know I talked about this last week, but they got it all. They got the best prices of anybody around, in my opinion. They got the quickest shipping. They'll get it to you. And and now they got that LOB jig. It is in stock. It is in stock. And I had some questions this week about jig colors and different things. My favorites and, and the pictures on the website do not do them justice, I will say, and they're gonna they're gonna try to get some some better pictures, so to speak, of the skirt colors because there's a distinct difference in the natural colors, the greens and the watermelons that I have that I, I really like. They're subtle differences, but I want you to be able to pick them apart on the website there. But hot pocket, one of my favorite colors there. Spot check, another great color. LBL420. They got our logo, folks, you low lifers, on the package, LBL. But we're uh, we're calling that one LBL420. It's like a California 420 jig, which I haven't seen many of. Get on there, check them out, get you some. Tell them you're a low lifer. I appreciate each and every one of y'all. Last but not least, hang the banner. <laughs> The Bassmaster Classic winning high-performance aluminum all-welded bass boat. And, you know, 200 episodes sponsoring sponsoring the, 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 the official boat of Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus. The Express X21 Pro Sea Deck Bow to Stern 250 Yamaha show strapped to an Atlas jack plate just screaming, getting it where it needs to go. Unbelievable tackles tackle storage unbelievable whole shot performance on that boat floats incredibly shallow but also takes rough water as good as anything on the market express boats you want to check them out if you go for a ride i promise you you will not be disappointed express boats hot springs arkansas building excitement since 1966 all right all right here we go back to fishing only this week Last couple of weeks, we, we kind of detoured a little bit, and I like to do that. I like to do that. I, I As this is 200 episodes, y'all know, man, I, I give you everything I got, blood, sweat, and tears. Maybe, maybe I ain't bleeding, you know, but I do give you some sweat. Sometimes it's hot in the bar and grill. I do give you some tears. Y'all have seen me cry on here. But I like, like last week's with Cody Cannon from Whiskey Myers, one of my favorite episodes ever. And I, I get that it's not just fish, 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 but when I started this show, one of the reasons I titled it, what I did, I didn't want it to be blah, 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 fishing. There's so many fishing podcasts. I want to be able to branch out and talk to different industries, hunting and, and music and, and who else, whoever else, right? Whoever pops up, pops in, whatever. And, uh, and so we are getting back though, just to, to fishing for the 200th episode. I appreciate y'all being patient. Maybe you don't, not a duck hunter from a couple weeks ago. Maybe you're not a music nut like I am. And so many low lifers are, but I appreciate y'all watching and listening the last couple weeks. And there are going to be more of that, you know, going forward, there's going to be more episodes like that. I can promise you, I've got a lot of people lined up and, and that I've been talking back and forth with. So that won't be the last time that's for sure. But that's the beauty of it. If it, if it's a guest you don't like, or if it's something you're not interested, you don't have to watch that week but uh, i appreciate all you low lifers because you do always come back fishing news wise i want to say something that 
I forgot to mention last week, Dakota Ebear won one of the first major tournaments of the year there at Sam Rayburn, BPT Pro. I don't know, know Dakota that well. We've got some mutual friends, and I know how hard he works, and uh, he's had some close calls in the last few years. It's a big win for him, and I don't think it'll be the last time you see that in 2023. I just don't in the BPT uh, or, you know, everything else he's fishing. He fishes a ton of different things. So I think uh, I think you'll see him hoist another trophy this year. But congrats to him. I wanted to mention that. Uh, Rayburn is just continues to kick out big bags. We saw a uh, there was a 40-pound bag weighed there this past weekend. Forget the gentleman's name. I think they weighed a, maybe a 46-pound bag or something crazy like that a couple years ago. So obviously pretty dialed up on Rayburn. Uh, that place gets an immense amount of fishing pressure. So to kick out those kind of weights, just it's like Gunnersville when it just continuously takes a pounding, but it still kicks out bigs. It's it's impressive. But Rayburn's one of the coolest lakes in this country that it that it does uh, it changes constantly, but it still it still has that just giant bass factor. It's a, it's a really cool place. If you ever get a chance to go to Rayburn, go down there and. Uh, Get you a beer and a cheeseburger to stump, and go uh, go catch some of them big bass. Uh, NPFL news, NPFL news. So lots of things have happened there with the NPFL. You know they they changed the entry fee and and they changed the schedule up, and they're now starting at Pickwick Lake, and they changed the payout. They're going to pay a hundred thousand dollars. They're going to have a championship, pay a hundred thousand dollars in it, take the top twenty five. But but they did struggle to get a full field they struggled to get a full field but they decided hey man if we can get to to a a certain number of boats in their mind they were going fishing so they're right around 80 anglers are going fishing on the national professional fishing league they'll be doing live coverage everything is uh they're still going to pay 100 grand so somebody's going to take them 100 grand out of a, a very small field by professional fishing standards these days we got some interesting folks that have signed up some interesting folks. We got a lot of great anglers coming back, like a Keith Carson. Uh, I was excited to see Sheldon Collings come back and join the mix, a young Oklahoma pro who's due to hoist one of those MPFL shields. But I can say Patty Walters, Patrick Walters, Coach Walters coming back, Brandon Perkins coming back, Michael Brewer coming back, uh, and I'm sure I'm leaving a lot of folks out. But we, we've got a great roster lined up for this year. They sure do. And I, I can say this. I can say this, we are the only, and I'm looking right at this camera, and I say we, MPFL, we, them, us, are the only tournament trail with two cocks. Cox watch, baby. We got two, not one, but two John Coxes in the MPFL, son. Two. The, the the guy, John Cox from Georgia, who's fished with us for two years, has had some success on the MPFL. I call him the other John Cox being funny. He's actually the older of the two John Coxes in bass fishing. But then we've got the one and only, but not only, John Cox from DeBerry, Florida, Elite Series, BPT, FLD. He's going to roll out there with his buddy Keith Carson. He signed up as well. So, Going to get wild in the National Professional Fishing League this year, but the roster uh, roster is dropping, I believe. I don't know. Maybe it's posted already by the time you're listening to this, but uh, it's going to be a really neat year again in the league and and in hopes of, you know, these guys are making sacrifices to to make this happen, 
And I, I feel like and and to get through this year because they did they they made some of the decisions late. You know, and that's what Fat Cat and I talked about. They dropped some of this news in December. A lot of folks already made their minds up. Hey, I'm fishing this. I'm fishing that. They already had deposits in or whatnot. And so I think, you know, going into 2023, they'll have a great season. But I think they've just got a chance in 2024 for a lot of anglers to give it a look, especially if they can continue this momentum, those great payouts at the top end with $100,000, continue that championship. Look, they're going to take 25 guys to the – championship 100,000 first place everybody gets a check for for qualifying for the championship so you got around 80 dudes 25 go to the freaking championship that's pretty cool that's very cool for me so uh gonna gonna be interesting watching it all go down but certainly some certified hammers I always say that we got some new guys that I don't know and I apologize I don't know them well yet so it's gonna be interesting to see what they do we got Guys like Trent Palmer coming back. You got Adam Savage coming back. We've got we've got a lot of anglers that are gonna uh, make things interesting. Michael Yoder coming back. We've had Yoder for a couple years now. Lots of anglers. Uh, Jordan Nettles. I mean, several several folks that have fished with us for the first two years coming back, and uh, and then some new additions too. You know, so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun season. You're gonna want to watch that for sure. All right, two hundred. 200 i've had uh, it's been so funny because these are I mean, it's just another week right but but i've had a lot of uh a lot of folks reach out saying man who are you gonna have for 200 who are you gonna have who are you gonna have so many and i've thought about it i thought about it i thought about it and i kicked around a lot of ideas and uh a lot of people are like swindle man get swindle man get fat cat man get 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 boy duckett Man, get get whoever. So there's been so many so many things, and this year one of my one of my resolutions goals with the podcast is to have have a lot of different folks on that I haven't had you know repeated guests and and just because I enjoy conversations and I enjoy getting to know people and and I think you've seen that you know uh, J T Kenny's a, a friend of mine, but it was cool having him on. Mark Zona's a friend of mine. I've had him on in the past, but not recently, so it was cool having him. Takuhito. This kind of the list goes on and on for the first few weeks of the of the year here in uh, season six, however you even call call it, whatever you want to call it. But heading into episode two hundred, I really racked my brain, and this guy, this guy right here, is arguably not even arguably. I'll say this and 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 piss half of you off. The best bass fisherman in the world. Okay. He will go down as one of the best to ever pick up a rod and reel, period, end of story. It don't matter which format. It don't matter which league. He catches them. He catches them. He and I have uh, – we've gone back and forth about doing episodes in the past. We've never been able to really make it work. And I am proud to say we finally got him on LBL. And uh, I'm glad he took the time to do it. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, episode 200, and the best guess I could think of for it. No, no more introduction needed than that. Ladies and gentlemen, low lifers, friends and neighbors, Jacob Wheeler. Well, as promised, here he is, the man, back-to-back Angler of the Year winner on the Bass Pro Tour. 
too many titles to name youngest <laughs> ever horsewood cup champ blah 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 just all this stuff it's just a laundry list really of accolades jacob wheeler thank you for joining us buddy and i appreciate you having me luke man it's always uh it's always uh, it's always fun to connect, man. And uh, you've been working hard, man. Congratulations on on two hundred episodes, right? Two hundred. You're the two hundredth right here. This is it. Two hundred, man. That's insane, man. So it's a lot of work. Um, I know a lot of people watch and follow you, so it's a lot of uh, some some cool stuff, man. It's a lot. It's a long way, I man. You come a long way. <laughs> I, I really but, appreciate that, buddy. It's a it's first, a long way from the co England days in the FLW. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, for sure. I know. I, I know all about that. Yeah, watching you beat up on those boys back then. I, I, I had somebody one time, they're asking me about your angling ability, and I would never got to see it other than just on the water, but I never got to fish with you as a co. But I covered the the first year I fished as a as a pro, I got to do the coverage at the Forestwood Cup on Wheeler there on the water, and I got to watch you up this creek just dissecting uh, all this cover with a buzzer and a jig, and I'm like – this is next level. Like I came away from that with this, this even greater respect, like, holy cow. So, um, known you for a minute now, man. And and it's just crazy to see whether it's YouTube, whether it's Bass Pro Tour, just, just where this career has, has evolved, man. And, uh, we talked a little earlier today about how much work you put in and all these pre-fishing trips, different things. Are you settling down any now that you got you're a papa of two, or are you still just are you still pedal the metal? You know, I um, you know, obviously when you start your career, you sort of like, all right, I, I need to work really hard, you know, and, and sometimes it takes a while to sort of like learn how to prep and prepare, you know, and then obviously you're you as you're growing up and you're trying to build to get to your dream and get to the place you want to be in life you know, you're like, you know, you're really only focusing on you. So then obviously it is changing a lot with obviously, you get, you know, you have, we get, I got married five years ago and then, and then, you know, now we have two, it's definitely slowing down a little bit. I've just learned to spend my time a little bit more wisely. Maybe that's it. Like maybe not practice every pre-practice every tournament, maybe spend, Hey, these two might benefit me. I probably should go there. I've never been here. I've never been there. Maybe I need to go. Um, it just, it's always just, it's so hard because like, I loved it to know the plane. I just like to know the lake enough to where I can make adjustments on the fly. But at the same point in time, like even like, even for instance, last year at Watts Bar, I went for like a day and a half, you know, and obviously Watts Bar is close to the house. So I went for a day and a half, looked around a little bit. And when like April when the water was lower and marked some stuff, thought some stuff looked good, got a beef, you know, a vibe for the lake and ended up almost winning the tournament. So that's, that's some like, that's the kind of stuff that's, you know, it's obviously beneficial but you definitely have to you know, tone it down a little bit. I knew that was coming, but it's just, you got to slowly, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm slowing down a little bit more. I tell a story. I've told people this about your work ethic. You guys had been to, you won on Pickwick in a Toyota series. It's been a couple of years ago. And I know you remember that because you blasted them on the home pond down there. Uh, and just, and then it was, it was the same, but it was the same year you won chick and the invitational and or, or open i forget what they called it but but you the super tournaments i believe is what they dubbed those mm-hmm. that year but i remember you guys have been to florida with bpt i believe and i was putting in at waterloo down on pickwick and there you are because chicks off limits and i'm like no oh, wait a second so this dude has been at all these tournaments he's fixing the fish on his in his 
you know, it's his home pond now, Chickamauga. Fishes it a lot in the summertime when he's home. And I'm like, he's down here. And I think you might have had some media folks with you or something, but you were down there specifically for trying to stay in tune with this offshore Tennessee river bite. Then you go over there, you crush it. I think you caught a 10 pounder cranking or something ridiculous. They don't even bite crankbaits anymore. That's what I'm told and what I feel when I'm in my boat. What they do in your boat. (laughs) No, yeah, they, they bite them. They still do. It just depends. Normally it's only for two weeks out of the year. It's about two weeks, but but I, what, what I'm getting at is I don't think people see that, man. They see the trophies. They see the cardboard checks. They see the social media posts, but they don't realize what goes on in between that. And that's sacrifice. That's time away from family to make sure you're constantly as sharp as you can be to go up against the field you go against weekly. So, man, I, I just commend you for that because it's I'm lazy, obviously. <laughs> Look at me. I'm lazy. And I love bass fishing as much as anybody on planet earth, but I don't know if I love it as much as you do. (laughs) I'm as obsessed, you know, and and you, I say this on the show constantly, you have to be obsessed to be at the level you're at, but dude, you, you've just taken it to another level for so long. It's it's (laughs) impressive. I, I, you know, obviously that I really appreciate that. I mean, it's, 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 there's a lot of work that goes into it, but I think there's a lot of things you just get motivated by and you hear the term, you know, Oh, I hate, I hate losing more than I love winning, but that's how I feel a lot, you know, and I, and it's like, if I don't put all 120% into those events, I feel like I'm cheating myself, you know, and it feels like, Hey, I'm not representing the companies that support me as well as I possibly can. I'm not, I'm not, you know, representing and, and taking care of my family as well as I possibly could, but maybe it's spending time with them as well. So it's just figuring out, you know, that balance, but it definitely, there, there is, it's like, you know how it is. It's like, it's, 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 for me, this is all I do. You know, obviously I, you know, obviously I fish professionally and then I, I, I do the YouTube thing and I, you know, obviously I work on PD and a lot of stuff within, within products coming out and this and that. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, those are the things that it, it's competition just drives you, you know, and, and when you're fishing against some great competition, you're forced to to sort of pick it up and, and, and you get your bucket a couple of times to realize like, ah, these guys are working a little harder than me, or they're thinking a little, they're outsmarting me. I need to need to pick it up a little bit. No doubt about it. I, and I, I had Jordan Lee on right before Christmas. He was my, he was my Christmas present to the low lifers. And so you're the 200th uh, episode gift to the low lifers, but Jordan kind of spoke to those same things and you guys, and I know Dustin Connell's in that mix, Mark Daniels Jr., but you guys at Little Outens, really, you know, he had a top three in the points this year, catching them. You got Ott Defoe in the mix and, and so many other. I'm leaving people out that are going to get mad probably. But uh, but I think you guys all push each other, right? And that's what Jordan was Absolutely. saying is that drive, that competitive spirit that all of you have, you don't want to lose to each other, right? No, I, I give I give so much. I, we, I, obviously, I, Jordan, I, I obviously want to beat him. And then obviously, Dustin wants – we all want to beat each other. I hate Luke losing to Lucas, and Lucas hates losing to me. So <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. We have we have fun with it. We have fun with it. We used to actually not have that much fun with it. We used to be like, I can't stand that. I'm not going to – no, it was sort of like – and then we're like, dude, like, all right. Like, like all right, Lucas, you're, you're a freaking pretty good fisherman, like, I like, I like beating you. And he's like, yeah, I like beating you too. So like, we'll be rubbing each other, rubbing it in like a little bit to the point but where it's, you, it's saying he, you didn't get a lot. You guys kind of butted heads a little bit at one time or was it just I think early on we did a little bit, but I think that was just a little bit of the, you know, being young, you mature, you know, you get married, you have kids. You're like, all right, this is a little bit like, all right, let's, let's, let's shake on this. And like, you're not, you're actually not that bad a dude. 
Hey, Lucas is a lot too. I'll say it. I'll say it right here. He's my buddy. He's a lot. I tell him that to his face. I love him like a brother. I I enjoy his perspective on things. I do. He's a lot, but he, he, he has a lot of good different. I'll call him up and I'll ask him about something or we'll be talking about this. And I'm like, what's your thoughts on this? He's like, Oh, I think this. I'm like, Oh, that's a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. It makes you think a little bit differently. I think that's what, you know, it's always good. It's like when you have buddies that are a little bit, you know, think a little bit outside the box. You're like, all right. Yeah. But he's definitely, he's definitely, uh, he's tuned up. Lucas is also that, that friend though, that everything he's got is better than your stuff. It's the best. Rods and reels, oh, boats, trucks. <laughs> I, like, I got to give him, I got to give him a little bit of crap just because uh, he is the guy. We'll say this through all the crazy, whether, whether I'm criticizing something or whatever, whatever it is, he is 1000%. There may be people that hate me that'll never speak about if they think I'm wrong. They just, they just turn me off. They never want to hear from me again. Exile, right? Lucas is like picking up that phone, calling, texting. Hey, you're wrong or you're right. I love that. Like, I've loved that. And he and I, he's like, hey, you got this wrong. Okay. Explain to me why. And then I've never had a problem going, hey, man, I was corrected on this because I found out this wasn't correct. And and that's good. That's what everybody's got an opinion, right? But it's, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean they're correct. It doesn't mean it's necessarily the the dead on fact. And I love that being able to go back and forth. So I got to give Justin a little crap every now and then. No, I, I, that's what, one thing I respect him more than anything is like if you had if you had something that's like, hey man, this is, hey, this is this, he'll call you out. And uh, I don't know about that. You know, he'll call you out. So I, I like straight that. Up. Quick, He's straight up, straight yeah. shooter. That's that's right. Him and uh, my buddy Justin Atkins are really close over the years. And I don't know how they get in the same room sometimes because they're both right about everything. <laughs> I, I have to say that. Sorry, Justin's the, the, <laughs> Justin squared. I have to give you some crap. Uh, so with Connell, I want to ask you this because you guys are, I mean, you guys are, are tied at the hip. I feel like, and I've been for a long time. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy beating him? Or is it like, I know you're proud to see your bro win back-to-back tournaments, but I also feel like with you're so competitive, you'd like to beat him also. But is that, I mean, I know you're proud, but is, do you, do you smile pretty big when you do get one over on him? Oh, absolutely. You know, and I, and I, I think that, you know, I've, I've always had respect for Dustin's a very, really, very, very good fisherman. He's insane. Dude. He's yeah. really, really got to where he's got confidence in his own ability. He makes good decisions. He understands how to adjust on the fly. And he's really coming to his own the last two, three years. And, you know, I think that a lot of times it's like you learn from your mistakes. And I think I've seen, I've seen him over the years, like learn from some of the mistakes maybe he made earlier in his career. Cause like, I mean, we talk about all the time, like I have four or five years, we're both the same age, but I have four or five years of, of tournament professional tournament fishing experience right. that I've learned from like, look, you're just a couple years behind because like it takes time. And now he's like, now he's hitting, he's, he's firing all cylinders and yeah, absolutely. I want to, I want to beat him. But, but as soon as it's like, even at Cayuga last year, we battled it out. We had fun. Um, I ended up second. He won, you know, in, in Redcrest, he won. I got third, you know, we just like, to me, like, but I've never been so happy for him when he wins. Like I'm there, you know, his number one fan after the tournament, but 
same point in time, I, I'm not letting him, I'm not like in any way, shape or form trying to not, to not win. <laughs> Trust me. I'm doing everything my power to win. So I remember last year <clears throat> he comes in after a, after Cayuga and I was trying to battle. I was, I was focused on angler of the year and it was like the middle of the tournament. And I'm, I was battling out with Lucas to try to win the automatic bid to the championship. Cause I'm like, all right, if I lock that up, I'll probably much. So then I barely miss out and I pull off some fish. I didn't want to burn them all. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to back off. Cause I don't want to like, I don't know what else he has left in the tank. And like my battery died or something like that. And I come back in, I didn't practice and I typically will, but like I didn't. And Dustin comes back in. He's like, I found him. And I'm like, frick. <laughs> and I'm like, cause I knew, like, I knew I was on the best largemouth stuff, but I knew, I, I knew I was cause I, I, I kept some stuff in the back pocket and I'm like, I got some stuff in the back pocket and I'm about to trash them. <laughs> so like that, I've not made a cast on like stuff where your stuff won't even hit the bottom. Like they're there. Bouncing you off know? of them with the plug. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, and, and then he told me that and I'm like, Dang. And so, like, after the first period, we were both like, like he had 55 pounds and I had 50 pounds. And, he, and we're like, I'd like, I knew it. He's like, what the heck? I didn't have any, I didn't think I have enough left, but I just knew it. I was like, so it's just funny because we always, I knew, I'm like, as long as, like, dang it, Dustin. You, and he, I knew he was fishing for small mouth and I was just doing my thing large mouth. And then he's just like, I, he just got dialed in. And I, and I, you know, we all obviously learned so much from each other because, like, there's things that we talk about, like you know, intricate details of everything, and like, dude, they're doing this, and I'm like, I've never seen them do that, and you're like, huh, really? And I'm like, yeah, I caught them, you know. So there's a lot of stuff we learn off each other, and that's what, like, I think that we've always said, iron sharpens iron, and when you have a group of anglers, like you know, even MDJ and, and Adrian, all are very sharp, great anglers. Um, you just learn so much from each other, you know, and, and you all have your own strengths and. And, you know, it just might be a, a knot that someone ties. It might be a hook that someone uses differently. It might be a technique that, oh, dude, I don't do that. Like, I use this. Or There's just so much knowledge that that it's just a lot, of, a lot of fun, though, too. No doubt about it, man. You know, something I've, I've read online, you know, you get comments now, Facebook-wise, everybody, you're kind of split down the middle with the live scope thing, the forward face and stuff. And I've seen people make this accusation. They're like, well, Wheeler wouldn't be good without live scope. And I'm like, I can think back to whether it's old FLW days or the FL American days or whatever. Like you're a, you're a river rat. I think that's what people forget that you, you are, you are a straight up in the dirt. You, you like to fish that way. I feel like you are one of the best shallow water anglers in the country, but Whenever that forward facing got out there, I feel like you were one of the first ones to really get ahead of the curve on it too, though. Is that, is that a fair assessment? 100%. And then that, and that's like, you know, you have to adapt as technology comes out and there's opportunities. Like, I mean, think about like, I can't even imagine like back in the day, like when Christy won up there on, on, on St. Clair, like when we were fishing the elites, I think it's like maybe Oh six. He had like, active target like live scope by himself i'm like all those guys that had it like initially and knew what was going on it was just like now obviously there's so much that's come on since then but i you know i i i'm i'm personally like i love to fish out like I, my my roots are fishing current and i i fish 
Wednesday night. Sorry, I, just, I had a dang low battery. Saying it was, it, it, we're good though. We're good. good. So I had, a, um, <clears throat> so I fished Wednesday night tournaments in, in, in a, on the White River in Indianapolis my whole life. You know, growing up, and so that's just what I love, like flipping laydowns and cranking rock and catching smallmouth, flipping for largemouth, frogging. Like that's just what I've done, and that's what I was comfortable with, and that was really what got me. You know, obviously winning the Forest Cup, I caught him up the river and I caught him on bluegill beds, which I learned the bluegill bed deal at Washita the year before when I won All-American and I qualified to fish the Forest Cup that year. That's how I learned that. So I was able to piece the two things I learned together and make it work at Lanier. So it was a progression, you know, and you grow and each year you learn a little bit more. And I went from like a specialist to like, hey, I'm a shallow water, top water fisherman up the river kind of guy to now I'm a generalist and now I'm, I'm, you know, you bring in the Tennessee offshore side of things and understanding how to graph and really understanding what they get on, what's sneaky, what's not. Then you add, you know, forward facing sonar and, you know, forward facing sonar is really cool because to me, like, I just feel like it revitalize is like, there's a lot of fish that don't get targeted, you know, and, 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 and you can't, I mean, you could not target them, you know, unless you they just came up underneath your boat on 2d and you happen to drop down there and catch them <clears throat> so that was like it really has is is sort of it's a cool thing like the fact that suspended fish and they're out there in the middle they're chasing around and they're moving a quarter mile a day and you got to relocate them it's like you know it's it's not like okay hey you got a waypoint on this spot and and if you get there to this spot you're gonna catch 20 pounds but if you're not if you don't get a good boat draw you're not going to catch them like, you know, it's not like that. It's like you now can just like, I could be in 60th and those fish moved 200 or 300 yards. And I figured it out faster than you did. And there was like five boats in that area. And I understood that faster, made an adjustment faster. And I caught 20 pounds. So it didn't, it's not about boat draw. It's not about that. It's like, it's, it's adjustments on the fly. Now, of course it doesn't always play, you know, it's, it's definitely opened my eyes up a little bit more understanding like what, like some like about fishing and what fish do like they swim way more than you think they do so much more yeah you so don't you're more. like what the what yeah like uh, even like even on like tennessee river stuff like they're out there for a second they're swimming around they're here they're there they're moving around they're broke up it's just like it's a completely different deal and you just thought like we thought in our mind like, at least i always have thought like okay well, they are sitting over there on a stump somewhere they're doing this or do that the magazine th stuff right that we're taught as kids you think oh it's a it's a stump that's where he sits he's a big lazy bass but they're not that way at all no, on forward no. at all no and so it's cool to see that though it's it's, it's also really cool but it's also really cool to see how how well they can hide as well like you could go and you could pan out there and they could be like six of them on a play I, I especially in the winter they just sit their belly on the bottom it's so interesting to me you cast something you cast a swimming out there and you start whining and all of a sudden you see like 10 of them come up off the bottom you're like dude where do they come from like and they're just sitting down. so there's things like you know you're not seeing them all um i enjoy it obviously like last two years ago when when i won three tournaments i won one site fishing with the with the yeah. the cone. Uh, I won <laughs> with a big cone, big orange cone. I won one skipping boat docks on a with a chatterbait with a vibrating jig on on a shad spawn, um, in a top water, and then I won one on, on active target. So, I mean, you know, there's obviously like you can't 
you cannot have your whole game revolve around the, that in the sport and expect to consistently be towards the top. You're going to have your tournaments, absolutely. But, you can, you know, I try to tell the kids out there that are, you know, that are like, oh, man, I got to have that. I got to be better at that target. I got to do this. You do have to be efficient at it. But you need to also know when to turn that sucker off and head to the bank. Well, I think that's that could be – it goes hand in hand with, like, a sight fishing derby, right? where you can get burned just as quick as you can win the thing, blow it out. Like you have to have a backup plan sometimes. And I, I think that's where the hatred for forward facing sonar drives me crazy. It's like, well, that's all these tournaments are. And, and just like an MPFL, I get to commentate. I get to watch hours and hours and hours. And yeah, we may have a guy win one with forward facing, but there'll be a lot of people that are very consistent throughout the week that aren't using it at all. Uh, Absolutely. Or, or you'll have a guy that's, you know, a Patrick Walters. We saw a couple times last year, like on Lake Hartwell, we had him penciled in for the win just because he was so dialed with forward facing. He knows the lake well. He's won there before. And he ends up getting beat by folks side fishing. A big wave moves up. Guy lands right on the goods and beats him on the final day, you know. And it's so it's not, it doesn't take every, every title in the sport like, like it's, put out no. there by folks that that aren't fans of it necessarily change is hard you know any, anybody that deals with That's anything right. you know, change is is sometimes it's 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 the end of the world and 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 there's no doubt like side scan and down scan is change the sport there's no doubt that um c map and lake master changed the sport sure. better map came out there we just haven't seen it so apparent with looking down there at the, at the graph i do think there's that that, that the leagues will have to figure out at some point in time how to have a live feed of of active your active target or live scope or whatever um all, all you know connected to your feed like on your video feed because that like because think about it like everybody th- there's a lot of people that will watch someone play video games on youtube million percent you know, but you're you're actually like hunting them you know what i'm saying you're making a bad cast you're it would be sort of it make me feel bad. Like you, you make a bad cast, and somebody's like, "Oh, I could have hit that one easy. You messed that up so bad." In the comments, it be, it'd be so much more entertaining, you know, to see what we're visually seeing and why. Um, I'd hate to give up all, you know. There's so much knowledge that you're like, you know, that that's early, but it also would be very. I think it would be infor- obviously informative, but I also I think it would be entertaining because to see like, oh, he went down to the bait. Oh, he's gonna buy it. He's gonna buy it. Nope. Oh, he's falling, he's falling. No, he's falling, he's falling. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's that's just the reality of it. And it's getting tougher and tougher. So I think that has to happen. I also think that there, I think we're, we can, we are sending a little bit of a a wrong message to the the youth out there a little bit with so many graphs on our boats. I would agree with that. I, I, I listen, I was part of the reason started the whole thing with, you know, obviously so many didn't grasp and so that I had three different graphs in the front and two in the back. I mean, I would not mind to see MLF and Bass and MPFL have a limit of like, we'll say it's like four twelves or 48 inches of, of grass, of grass on your boat, period. Like, yeah, we've been throwing you on four twelves for 10 years or eight yeah. years. Like, limited to that. Like you want to do a 16 in the back and three up front, whatever you do that. But you could only do it like, you know, you got to some, because like there's 17 graphs on your boat. I got 70 trains. It just, <laughs> oh, no. I, I mean, I don't mind it. Like, but I also don't want it to become a deal where it's not attainable. Like people, it appears unattainable 
to the anglers out there either. You know what I'm saying? I don't want that for the sport either. I'm I'm with that. Can you imagine? I just had a random ADD thought pop into my head. But when you're saying the maximum length of grass, can you imagine back in the day, Bill Taylor out there with a measuring tape? Oh, Jacob, <laughs> Jacob, you're two inches over, but we're going to have to sideline you today. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're going to have to slide up there and get one from Cheryl. Get that HDS9 going, you're buddy. To get that, you're going to have to get that seven. You can't, you know, you can't go. <laughs> that is that image of him just oh, I know. Stanley. Didn't, didn't Stanley, I think there was a team Stanley for a while when what was the Walmart? He had a Stanley tape measure out there. Jeez. I, Bill, I can't. Billy boy. I, I, I was talking to somebody about Bill earlier today. He was he's the goat. He's the goat, Bill Taylor. Bill's hilarious, man. I, there's so many times I just laugh. Bill, he's just a genuine dude, but he is. He, he's freaking he is hilarious. That, he is that. I got to do an LBO with Billy at some point. You, you really do. You I want to. He likes to give that, me a hard time in life, so I think it would be a good time. Would, that would be a really cool one. I'd have to watch that one myself. Yeah, yeah. It would. Uh, it'd be a lot of fun, man. So we got to talk. You're, you're talking about the, the changes in the sport. And this is, this is hot on my list. I've been getting, everybody knows I work in the Marine industry. I sell boat parts. I do a lot of things. And obviously in typical you fashion, I feel like you shake things up a lot. First of the year, you're like, Oh, by the way, I'm designing a bass boat. Here you go. And I've had more, listen, DMS comments. They're like, Jacob Wheeler, started his own boat company. Jacob Wheeler's doing this. Jacob. We- so let's get the story on icon. Cause I, I too have had a little bit to do with this boat. I, I'm proud to say we're building some parts at TH Marine for the live wells and different things. Um, mm-hmm. working with some of the engineers up there. I got to do that last yeah. fall. It's really cool. I saw the boat before you even made your announcement. I was, I was ready to see that go public. You were on the end. You were on the end. I was on the inside. So, but I have, I swear, man, I've not seen I, fat cat Newton. Talking to my buddy Fat Cat today, and I'm like, yeah, I got Jacob coming on for the 200th, and and he goes, dude, please get the scoop on this boat. Everybody is talking about this. Of course, you're working with HCB Yacht Company, right? Like they're it's their, um, you know, they purchased uh, the Hydrosport brand, I believe, a few years yep. ago. They've been in the boat business a long time. But how did all this kind of start? What's your what's your overall involvement level, if you don't mind saying? And, yeah. and where is this headed? So, so it's really cool. The story behind it was, um, so a good friend of mine, Brent Butler, um, mm-hmm. a few years ago said, Hey man, like I, I want you to come up and, and, and look at this boat. <clears throat> and I said, okay, take a ride. And I said, okay. So they're up there around Vaughn or Tennessee, which is like an hour from the house. And he, he just said, does he just mention that? Which we, we like good friend. I've known Brent since I was, before I started fishing professionally, since I was 16 or 17 years old, coming down here around Chickamauga. And so I'm like, I come up there and I jump in this mule boat. Like, it's just a mule boat at this point in time. And I run it. Because I'm like, oh, and like, and I said, like, this is the boat? And he's like, yeah. So we get out there and we run this boat. And I'm like, dang, that's 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 pretty cool. Like, that's a... That's a good running boat, man. It's a turns unbelievable. It doesn't, you know, blow out. It's it's like it's up on pads super fast. I'm like, huh. Okay. He's like, well, I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on it. Like just something we're I'm working on. And I'm like, I, I didn't know nothing. Like, and I'm like, okay. So like this sort of like comes up, like, and as 
I have conversation talking with the, uh, you know, talking with main people there working with Brent. I I'm like, look, I gotta, they're like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta get on this. I'm like, absolutely. I want to be, I want in. So I got the opportunity to really help design with Brent and a lot of engineers. Um, some of the things like the top cap of the boat, things that I wanted in this, you know, some of the storage system. Um, we have a sliding storage system that basically all of, all of, all of my tackles in the front, basically more towards the, the cockpit, the, the console of the boat, where you put more weight back there, you know, and I, I slide, yeah. using up the majority of the weight there um, from, there's just a lot of little things from the live well system, the L2 live well system. And, and um, having a chill plate, you know, in in the actual live well where you can, you know, go down and, and turn turn the uh, turn the live live well temperature down, and 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 you know, and that's obviously huge for 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 you know the conservation of the sport. So from that to being able to um, to to push a button and and, and put G juice or or yeah. keep me alive and and yeah. say I want two ounces every I want two ounces every hour. Um, in my liable, fresh, ready to roll. So there's a lot of things. Obviously, that's just a few things. There's a lot of things in this boat that uh, a lot of time went into it, a lot of prep. And the majority of it, obviously, it's the, you know, it's my buddy Brent. It's the guys there. Um, but I was able to do something that I was able to actually literally start to build what I wanted. You know, I didn't obviously get back down there and like, hey, I'm going to build this, 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 the, the, the hull. And I'm going to actually run the surface. They weren't letting you do the, the the chine. They were they weren't like they're hey, sitting back there. They're like, I'm like, guys, um, that's not gonna work. I'm like, they said, do what do you? Want? I'm like, man, look, I I don't, I'm not gonna tell. You. I'm gonna tell you what I want, like, but I'm not gonna tell you. You guys know way more than I do about a bow, and so um, you know, so it, it's really cool. I learned more about a bass boat, and I've learned yeah. more um about what doesn't work and what does and the prototyping stage and having these boats and being able to like man this is a great idea and then i want to do this and then actually getting out there on the water and be like no that was a horrible idea we don't need to do that you know so it's been a lot of work it has been but it's been so much fun and so like of course with with a yacht company and hcb being center console coming out their first boat we're going to have to have a quality boat. You know, you want to, you want to show what you can produce. You want to show the quality the craftsmanship. I truly out of like, for, out of the boats that I've been in this boat, as far as the fit and finish of this boat, uh, man, it's, it's, it reminds me of like the old, like, like quality of like old school Ranger stuff. You know what I'm saying? Dreamboat, and I'm not trying. I'm not putting no, on plastic, but I'm no, just I, saying that it, it reminds me. But a step up, even there, like even more detail, even more thought, even this. So there's really a cool. And obviously, I'm fishing out of the boat. Um, I had a a a good friend of mine that's a really good fisherman and um, been in several different bass boats over the years, jumping the boat, and that's that he made that comment as well. And he's like, "Man, this is like wow!" Like so you know, it, it's insane. Like being able to get on pad and like, I mean, it's, it's, this boat's a, you know, a huge deck. I can fit 18 rods on the oh, front wow. deck. So obviously huge deck, um, you know, stability, there's a lot of things to it, but, and I haven't, I, I be honest, this is the first, because it's the 200th episode. I actually got the green light to say all these things. And so I'm like, well, Hey, since it's the 200th episode, I'm going to spill it. I'm going to spill it right here. 
with Luke out here talking about about awesome. the icon. And so, I like it. Yeah, so that I mean, there's that's a little bit of the backstory of it. Like you know, there's a lot more to it. We could talk about it, but it's it's um, man, it's it's it is it's a, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun, and I'm I'm excited to see. Obviously, the future's bright. There's a lot of plans, future plans, and what's going to come out. And um, but man, it's it's um, it's exciting. Well, I think think it's interesting when you're like, yeah, they don't want me designing a hole, but when you talk about all that you learned, there's so much that goes in. And I, I'm lucky in my day job that I I have been for a redneck kid growing up in Tennessee that grew up in bass boats and close to bumblebee boats over here uh, growing up, and you have no idea how how any of this is works. I have been fortunate to be a part of some of these bass boats through TH Marine from the ground up. And it is, it's truly amazing to see it go from A to Z. And then you get to go for a ride in it, or if you're lucky enough to own one to fish out of them, to, to see what happens from the minds of some of these engineers, especially on, on a hole. And, and there are probably gearheads listening to this, like, well, go into why you do this and why you do that. But it, there are some amazing hole designers out there in this country that can, and they can make, I mean, little bitty tweaks can make such a big difference in the overall performance. It's, it's really a cool thing to be a part of uh, and to see that whole process. What is one thing though, that you're the most proud of? I know the live well system and I, and I've through talking with those guys too, it's, it's going to be special. Like it really is. They're putting yeah. a lot of emphasis on that as all boat companies should, right? I mean, it that's yeah. primary focus. But what's the number one thing to you that you're most proud of, like input wise that they took from you? That's the Jacob Wheeler signature on this thing that you're the most excited about, maybe. Um, you know, I, I had a lot to do, you know, with working with the tackle side of things and the tackle yeah. storage. Like for me, that's obviously being being on top of um, you know, being 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 able to be more efficient on the water is really important. To, to what I do day in and day out. And so like then also being able to add more value there so that they already had a, you know, a huge storage system there, you know, where I, you know, center console storage system and being able to do that, but then it'd be also to have a, working with Brent on this and, and those guys there and be able to have that sliding storage system to me is like, it's unbelievable. I'm like, you're just, you're moving all that weight towards the front from the front of the boat and sliding and it's stacking on top of each other. And now you're locked in there. So where now you're always like, man, I got to bring all my weight back there. I put all my heavy stuff in the back and I do this. Now you yeah. have the majority of your weight is, you know, you know, towards the cooler area, you know, and now you're, so you're taking a lot of that where your bow lift is still good. So that just helps the overall performance of the boat. I mean, you don't think it matters that much, but it absolutely <laughs> does. And does. so, I mean, the, the, the live well system is really cool because I feel like to me, it just, even the, the, to me, it was more so like just being the automated, automatic automated system of like being able to say, okay, Hey, like turning that, turning this on and having it say like every two hours and and my biggest thing was like all right i want this thing to be very simple like i want it to be like iphone like we all have an iphone i don't want to be i have to go through 14 different pages like it's it needs to be the you know dummy proof i'm not trying to go through here and reprogram something and no (laughs) no i'm not not trying to do that like let's just make it simple so that was the goal and and so that that was a really cool deal as well just because like not 
knowing your liable temperature, even something as simple as that, like that. watching your screen and saying, when you sit down and having your home screen, Hey, your liable temperature is 90 degrees, your liable temperature is 50 degrees, you know, or 70, you know, you know, and keeping a monitor on that is huge. I'm like, why did we not have that already? I mean, like, you know, you look down there and it's a hot summer day and your liable temperature is hundred degrees. You're going to be like, dude, all right. Or 90 degrees. You're going to like, yeah. I better, I better have some dang, I better be putting some ice in there or whatever, you know, you're going to be paying attention yeah. a little bit more. And so I think that's something that's always, you know, even some stuff like that, like that was simple that, but it, but it was so great that like, like, how could we not think of like that beforehand? And so like a lot of the, even like the prep, like even inside the live well itself. Okay. Inside the live well from taking every sharp edge. Okay. Of anything inside the live well that has a sharp edge. I'm like, cause like, obviously I'm fishing catchway release tournaments most of the time on that BBT. I'm fishing some invitationals this year, but the, the live walls are what every weekend angler fishes, you know, they put them in the live well. That's how it is. I fished three fish tournaments on Chickamauga. I put them in the live well. That's, that's what I grew up doing. That's what I'd still do. And I try to take care of our resources as much as we possibly can with the more anglers competing day in and day out. We try to just take care of our resource. So I'm like, how can we do that? Well, you could create a better live well system. And so, like, it's some, it's even from like, uh, you know, the point of like, hey, if um, if if the live well, if, if the if the sensor senses that the live well level water level has just dropped, um, you know, below like the top, like basically to the top and top um, top of the compartment in the live well, like, was where we don't want. Basically, long story short, you know, it's hard to explain without you seeing it, but basically keeping your live well full so there's no sloshing around. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, and so your live well is automatically filling up to that point. So there's no sloshing around. If you're out there on the Great Lakes and you're running and you're hitting waves, those fish are in there and they might be getting moved around a little, but they're not getting beat up. There's nothing for them to beat up. Like even the top end of your lid is literally padded where you have it, where if they hit it, they don't get hurt. I mean, there's just a lot of that stuff. So it's like, that's cool. There's a lot of cool things. And, and, and I'm learning like obviously more and more as I get a fish in the boat. Like I, I, I'm like, man, like getting up on pad in like two seconds is like you would. I mean, it, it's a 21 foot boat that I'm in. And I'm like, and it's like 21, you know, plus. And I, and I'll get up on pad and it's like, choo, like gone. Like, you know, whether I'm Okeechobee or I'm on like somewhere in back backwater, like that's a huge deal to me as well. Like, I mean, it's just, it's the small things to me that make a big difference. And, I'll, you know, but yeah, so I, I don't want to go on, but that's, that's basically oh, the, that's awesome, man. I, I know that, well, you can go on all night about it. I'm sure. Cause you're so excited, but I, and people would probably de- enjoy every second. Cause dude, I'm telling you, it has been, it's been the news of, I feel like our industry, especially from a fan's point of view, golly, I'm telling you, I'm like, look, you're going to, I'm going to have to get Jacob on just to talk about this damn boat because I don't have all the details. I've got a few details, but I don't know even what I'm allowed to say in my TH framework, you know, I'm going to let Jacob do it. Um, so the launch will be at the classic though. And, and they're in Knoxville, Tennessee boat brand. So price point wise, what are they thinking? And this is just as everything, I mean, it's a beautiful boat. I, it's, it's got all those features. Is it going to be kind of in line with where everything else is fiberglass wise right now? Or, or what, what it, are it, it'll trying to do? That- It'll be in that Ranger, you know, high end price. Yeah. You know, that thing is, it's like, you know, and like I said, like, you know, you're coming out, I don't, and that was a big thing as in discussions on that side. It's like, cause I don't want, 
people to think either like you get to where you're like, Hey, people think a certain way, like, Oh man, like, you know, Hey, you got to look out for the, these little guys too. Absolutely. But when you go to build a great boat, you know, when you go to build the boat, you want to show what you can, you're capable of, and especially partnering with HCB and working with them. Obviously they have, they just, they, they're fit and finish on all their center consoles and their boats. They're just insane. So let's make one of the best boats, the best built boats, let's fit and finish, but long-term, we're not forgetting anybody else. So we got some, we got some things down the road, yeah. you know, and, and so um, obviously excited about the, about the, the launch, the classic, and that'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited to see a lot of my good friends. And then, um, and then obviously see sort of seeing, I don't know what the heck I got BJ up there. I got my buddy BJ. Sorry. He's up there in the back. And you might hear that in the background. <laughs> I thought, I thought that was a dirt bike. He, I'll he's, be up there, he's up there vacuuming. I don't know what's going on. I thought there was a truck in your house with a dirt bike. I didn't know what happened. <laughs> Might have been happening. I don't know. <laughs> I was so confused for a second. There's no telling. Hey, it's LBL. No, yeah, you no, you never button. know. You hold on. <laughs> it's amazing. All right. I had to yell at him. I'm muted myself. That, that wasn't Paul George like dunking on something in your house, was it? That was not. That that was my good buddy B Brian Johnson. So so Brian and I have known each other since I was like um 14. He's been my biggest mentor. And he was up there washing my dishes just a minute ago. I'm like, dude, stop washing my dishes, man. I feel like you've always got a squad, dude. I feel like you roll deep. Wheeler rolls deep. Like, I feel like you, you never know what you might be rolling up with, man. Like I see this summer you're over there and what was it? You and Alicia were in Greece. You're at an NBA stars wedding. No big deal. It's just, oh, just a bass fishing guy over here in the middle of this. I, you never know where you guys might be. Then you're, you're, then you're down in the Caribbean or wherever. Where were, you guys were in Costa Rica, right? You and MDJ. I think that's where you guys were at in Adrian. Yeah. Yeah. We, we always, we always got to, you got to enjoy life. I think you no learn, doubt, man. No doubt. you gotta, I gotta, you gotta, you gotta treat, you gotta treat the wise when you can better. You, you, better. Learn, you learn when you're gone. So long, you're like, yeah, you better, you better step away and turn the phone off every once in a while. So I'm going to, I'm going to give people a trivia fact right here. I'm going to give people low lifers. Listen to this. Jacob Wheeler and I, we have we have a lot in common. We we love bass fishing, but the number one thing we have in common, this is something he and I are both good at. And I'm not as good at fishing as Jacob, obviously. I'm, that's why I have this podcast, and that's why he has all the trophies. <laughs> we we both have a son named Hudson. You got you yeah. got a Hudson, yeah. I've got my oldest is I've got a Hudson. I noticed. Nope. I, I don't think I realized that until till tonight. I was I was looking at some stuff and I was like, holy holy crap! I didn't realize that. Yeah, we got a Hudson. A strong name. I said, strong man, name. strong name. I said, all right. I said, we, we, so we had Olivia. We went pretty quickly and that we were like, we like, oh yeah, Olivia's a good name. And then Hudson, we, so Alicia was going back and forth. I'm like, no, we got to go with Hudson. I, I love that name. So it's just like, yeah. All, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's, he's a little lazy sucker right now. He doesn't want, <laughs> he's like 15, he's 14, 15 months. Uh, it's like two days, four days ago, six days ago. Anyway. So he's like, can, like we took him to the doctor and he's like, can you walk? Can he walk? No, he's not walking yet. And he's like, and then he gets up and he's like, stands. He's just scared to walk or something. I'm like, he just wants his mom to pick, pick him up all the time. I'm like, at least you got to stop picking him up. You know how that'll go though. Cause you saw that with Olivia. Once they start, Dude. it's just chaos, right? <laughs> you want to, you push him back down. 
<laughs> you're like, please just be lazy. Be lazy he's for five back, seconds. Back enough crawling. I don't want him to run. <laughs> That's awesome, man. The dad life is uh is is certainly one that uh it, that is one of the greatest gifts in life. There's no doubt about it, that. Man. There's something that there's there's nothing you can prepare yourself, you know, to under to, to sort of get ready for. It's 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 truly special. It's getting tougher though, like you said, it's getting tougher now. You know, when you get dad, you know, now Olivia's four and dad's like gone. It's like, Dad, why are you gone? You need to come home now. You know, she's a little bit, I'm like, all right, I miss you. I'm like, oh man. So that's, those that's rough. That is, it is. And it just started this this year was really when it started hard. And I'm like, gosh, you know, so that's um that pulls on you a lot, a lot. So you want to get home when you can. So any, any thoughts of having them travel with you at any point? I know we see a lot of bass fishing families do that, or is that, I mean, I, I personally, I, it's, it's not that many, as far as the tournament, it's not that many weeks on the road, but you do a lot more than that with promotional work and different things, but you do see these families on the road, but I also appreciate when a, when a wife and family stay at home too, right? Like two separate lives. They don't, cause you see some of these and they just uproot their lives to kind of go on the road to uh the bass fishing circus as as, uh, as i call it and and it's just that can be just as hard as a wife and kids being at home right i mean but any plans for that with you guys to kind of family on the road I, you know alicia will come to a few of them uh every year like she you know obviously it's it's easier when you're talking about you know a 15th month 15 month old or and, and a four-year-old it's a lot easier to deal with them when you have everything at the house you know and sure so I understand where that goes. And then obviously when you're competing, but it's, it's, it's awesome to get them, you know, have them blast off and excuse me, typically half about half the tournaments they'll come to. And so that's always great. I mean, now, you know, so that's, that's a, that's a good range, you know, when I'm like fishing, uh, you know, when I'm fishing, you know, a championship round, typically they're the, you know, at least half of them, they're three quarters of them, they'll be there. So that's, okay. that's, that's, that's always like, it's always good to have that support there. But I also understand like, look, you know, when you, when you take the kids out of the routine, it makes it, it's, it's a lot tougher than the sleeping arrangements. When you have four guys, you know, we have all our, <laughs> all our dudes, our camera guys in the house, like our wives show up and you add that all, then you add kids to it. It's crazy. So then no one gets any sleep. Oh yeah. Yeah. That can uh, definitely throw a wrench into things. It, uh, it definitely, really does and then like we're like i have a day off but then mark and dc are fishing the next day and they're up and like it's just like you know it's just it's funny or like i have you know it's just yeah it can be a lot i know uh i travel with some families on the road at tournaments because us as anglers too you get in your routine of what you do too when you're when you're out there by yourself for so many years when you throw a family in there it can be uh it can it just changes the dynamic of what you can do and and uh you're hanging with your guys it's it's it changes things i get it completely. <laughs> i understand it uh but y'all are sort of getting there you know adrian has a little one as well yeah. and so everybody's sort of like you know we all we all know that we're all we're all we're all dads dads hanging out I'm just just the dad crew now just dad. old man just old men winning trophies. Yeah, that dad crew. He's like, man, I'm gonna wait a little bit. He's <laughs> he waiting. He's holding. I, will, I don't know. We'll see. I don't. He, he might be. We'll see. <laughs> we'll find out. That boy's <laughs> not home. He he's not home when he's home enough to make a dang yeah. baby. That boy's on he's, always out on. he's always out on Mitchell or dang Jordan. Is I was like, stop. Leave them bass alone, big dog. Listen, he's got them named on that Coosa River. He always oh, has them. 
trust me, he he calls me up all the time. Man, they're biting. And it, listen, every time he calls me up to go down there to go fishing with him, he literally catches like 87. He catches them all the day before. Then he invites me to come down, and he's and we get there, and we catch six of them. That's typically how it literally, I'm not even joking. You ask him every single time, oh, man, Bubba, they're going to bite tomorrow. We'll catch. He's like, man, I caught 77 of them today. I'm like, yeah, that's great. We roll up, man. These ones ain't biting anymore. I'm like, yeah, you caught them all. <laughs> they course. know the serial number on your hole, they say, uh, at this point. I like, call me before you smash them next time or leave a few. Call like, me I'm not even talking me. about, like, just give me, like, 10 bites. Call I drive me all the way to bites. I think it's going to be good next week you should come. Don't, don't call me after it goes down. Trust me, I just got to go, like, on a whim. That's, I'm like, hey, man, I'm coming down. You're going to take me fishing. Like, that's probably the best chance. See, MBJ gets to go on a, little, like, a few of those real good trips as he's right there, and he's like, yes. man, we caught 20 pounds of spots today. I'm like. That, that river is special, man. I, I got to fish an ABT 100 down there last year on Jordan. I've never been on it. And uh, such a cool fishery. I get, I get the obsession because it's small. You got current. Then you got the lower end. You can do just different things. Fish docks, fish water, willow grass. Like, dude, it's, it's, it's a cool fishery. So I, I understand that. All right. So I got to ask you this. Format changes. Again, the internet chatter. They're changing this because Wheeler – they're changing this because he's beating them. And I have to remind people, and I've done this on the show many times since the announcement came out about five fish that, uh, you happen to be a guy that's won at you know, every level of those five, those, those old five fish tournaments as well. So I don't see it uh, impacting your, uh, your ability to, to compete at all. But what, what was your take on that? Because, on the overall format change, I, I applauded MLF for listening to the anglers. I know you guys had a, had a core group, but in your initial, and I've kind of heard stories of how that got kicked up. Jordan Lee told it on here. Jordan's uh, Jordan, Gerald Spoyer told it on here, uh, how that all kind of came to be. Well, what was your initial thought on that? So I, I my initial thought was sort of, I sort of like in between, because I obviously like, I love what I start, you know, fishing five fish tournaments. But I love the fact about every fish counts that like it took like when you needed to catch one, you could do that. Like where it was like um I'm just trying to like you could like it made it more like sport like to an extent. Like what I mean by that is okay, like when Steph Curry goes down to the court and he's gotta get you know, hit he's gotta hit a three point shot to win the game, he knows hey, I need to get this three point shot, but like but like in a scenario or like he needs a two pointer, he can go up there and, you know, lay it up and, you know, potentially win the game. Like, I feel like sometimes like when you're down by five pounds or you still, you need to hit that lucky half court shot sometimes in a five fish limit tournament and multi, you know, to, to even be in a position to do, do well, but like, you can't, you can't just two you know, free throw them to death. That's right. Yeah. You know, so small ball. You don't have the control of it as much in a five fish. That's why you don't see the consistency. That's why you've seen uh, when, you know, two tournaments like two years ago, you want to see Dustin win three. I won three because there was less, there was less luck in a, and I'm not saying there's luck in it. I'm just saying there was less luck in, you could control it a little bit easier. You could, there was the strategy. If you had more places and you were on more stuff, it would show like it was yeah. not a question or like you literally caught way more fish you were going to be performing at a higher level. 
where it, which I like, like, I love that, but I also like the fact of it bringing it back to where there is a little bit of like, Hey, I got to figure out how to generate two big bites today. Now I can go through a glide bait all day and, you know, and catch two big ones and, or not catch two big ones. And Dustin doesn't glide bait all day and gets two big ones. Or, you know, I have six follows and he has two to eat it. You know, there's scenarios like that, but like, I, I enjoy, I enjoy both. My biggest thing behind, I was, I really was in the middle. I was 50, 50 because my biggest pet, my biggest thing about the whole deal was the fact that no one, no young anglers could compete in the format. And that, like, that's what hurt my feelings more than anything, because I love the format. And I felt like it was an awesome way to compete. But it it didn't, no one could relate to it. It's tough, yeah. Or, or, duplic- or duplicate it. At, like, a local level, it's tough, too, right? That was my biggest, that was the reason that, like, if I'm 50-50, I pushed that way to, to change it. Because until, like, I still think the format's phenomenal. I still think if you fish in that format, you're like, whoa. But no one – it can't – you know, in club tournaments and weeknighters and stuff like that, you couldn't do that to this point of, like, catching every single fish. Every fish counts. You have to weigh them and then the boat and you really release them. Like, there was – the technology just wasn't there. And it wasn't going to be out in the year, next year or two. And it was supposed to be. But, you know, so, like, long story short, it came to the point where I'm like, hey, look, like, we – when we – set out to do this and we sort of you know have sort of jumped on this and there's a lot of like there was a lot of changes and there's it went from a one pound minimum to a two pound oh, yeah. minimum changing and like they we if you thought and you signed up for mlf which was a completely new format and went and there wasn't gonna be a change obviously you're, you're just well, you, nothing's gonna be perfect right out of the it's not, it's not. Right? yeah there's obviously a lot of changes and there's a lot of things that sort of um has have transpired but it's really also cool um, to see that the league, you know, they listened to the anglers. That there was more anglers. You know, obviously, there was think it was like seventy five percent voted to, to keep, you know, to go to five fish. And so that was my thing. Is like if the anglers want that, and that's what they feel, um, man, I'm I'm cool with it. And we also have, you know, the team series and, and heavy hitters is still every fish count. So you sort of get a blend of both, you know. And yeah, and I, I like that. So I really do. Are you got Red Crest is still? It's going to be five this year, right? <laughs> Okay. Okay. I, I wasn't wasn't sure on that. I didn't know if they were going to go back and forth because you qualified for it. But I'm like, look, if you're going to go five fish, I mean, Norman's a great lake to go for five fish too. Oh, and so, sure. you know, so because there's so many, you know, if you do a two pound, that's the thing that was weird about it, is like you do a two pound minimum or a pound and a half minimum. It's like a pound and a half might be too small, but a two pound minimum is like oh. too much. Three bass to make the cut. You know what I'm saying? So, you don't want it to be a big bass tournament and you don't want it to be a dang, you know, it's, 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 it's a tough deal, but like if a scenario like Norman, like you could do a pound and a half minimum and a five fish and it doesn't even matter. Or you go to Florida and you do a one pound minimum because it's 12 inch size limit. It doesn't matter. Cause it's not going to affect the overall. Yeah. It's just not going to affect the winner. You, you saying that just made something jump out at me. Are you guys doing a pound minimum on the lakes or is it going to be a keep like a, like it, it'll be limit. close to the keeper size is what the goal will okay. be. Okay. So it'll be, it'll be closer to a keeper. So like that will be the goal is to keep it as close to a keeper, you know, as possible. But there will still know. be a weight minimum. That's pre- okay. That's it'll still be a weight because you, that way it's not, you know, you can't minimum well, size limit minimum would be tough with there's, you know, multiple different officials and I, I get it. Yeah. Out of it. Like, yeah, I see in touch, you know, scenario interesting okay that's uh 
that's that I think it's pretty cool too. And you guys aren't keeping them, right? So it's yeah. it's actually a, you're playing a game, you know, you're turning them loose. You're not actually gaming fish can't come by and, and give you a ticket for having a short one. So whatever is closest to that length limit. I didn't realize that. I don't guess that's not something I'd even thought about. That's that's because some places some places in that five fish format, like, hey, it's guys, we're going to a two pound minimum. You're gonna be like, uh oh. <laughs> Gee, <laughs> they're all like you're saying Norman. Yeah, dude. That that's uh I mean, there's a lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot of fish in there, but like, I mean, there's yeah, exactly. So you know, yeah, that that's that's interesting. Do you think with this format, uh, and I keep saying format, it's not groundbreaking, right? We're five fish. That's that's the world. That's been the world for 20 years. But with the ability of of the score tracker, and you guys can see what everybody else has got, and you it's in real time. Will that? I think that is going to be very cool for BP. That is so five. cool. Gonna change that, everything. I, that is like I, there's so many tournaments that I've went out and I've competed, and I'm like, I need to catch 25 pounds a day to win. And and I fished that way, and little did I know if I would have just fished the way I was, and I caught 18 pounds, I would have won the tournament. Yeah. So there's very, like those are the things I, I really am looking forward to see this catchway release, score you know score tracker updates, and a five fish. Like you don't have the control, obviously, to kill catch you know to move the leaderboard like that, but you know what you need to do to catch a better than average fish. If you all you've been catching is two and a half pounders and you have 12 and a half pounds. Oh, we lost Jacob. We lost Jacob. I'm not sure where Jacob went. <laughs> His phone must've died. <laughs> Please hold while we try to get Jacob Wheeler back on the phone. Hey gang, look who I found again. Right, I'm back. <laughs> I I'm back. What we were talking about. I uh, didn't have my phone charged all the way up, but I, I, I am back. I am back. You know, we, I think we were like right in the middle of the conversation of the five fish and, we saying, like, the and, and, and the store tracker and being able to adjust. And, yeah. and, and that was something. Yeah. I think that's, um, yeah. Obviously there's a lot to that, you know, and, and that's something that I'm like, I'm looking forward to. Like, you know, picking up a big swim bait is going to be fun. That's what I was going to say. Are picking up a big crank bait is going to be fun. Yeah. Rolling up to a school and trying to catch the biggest one in the group. I enjoy that. Yeah. I do. I was going to say, are you, because uh, I know Adrian likes to throw the gliders around and stuff like that. Are you, do you have that in your, in your wheelhouse? I do. Okay. I do. I like catching them on it, but it, they piss me off more than, 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 than they do it too much. They follow oh, yeah. it way too yeah. much. They're just like, they tease you. And you're like, gosh, why do you just bite it? It's it's so it's so uh, addicting when you have when you, but when you have a great day on it. I, I don't think you can. I mean, maybe you can catch five in a single day doing it, but man, it's just like it seems like it's pretty tough to consistently get five to, to eat it. I think it would be tough to catch five every single day of a of a week long event. You know what I mean? Like that would you be would have yeah. You could do like one day and get lucky, like if the yeah. stars align. But there's sometimes, I mean, I mean now, yeah, I, I, it's 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 fun. I mean, I, I enjoy. I do. I've caught some big ones over the years on it. And I'm like, but I'm like by no means, and he's like a glide bait expert. Yeah, I mean, I love to do it, but like you said, I like to buy them, much to my wife's disappointment. <laughs> I do too. I literally, I literally have like thousands and thousands of dollars worth of them, and I'm like, have you ever thrown that one? I'm like, nope, nope. But they're beautiful. I but I got it. But I got it. I got the Hinkle. I got the KGB. I got this yeah. one. I got that one. So you're a tackle junkie then, for oh, sure. Oh, I got to have them. 
That's Dude, amazing. I got to have them all. I have a drawer full of them, like special ones. And I'm like, have you done that one? Nope. Haven't done that one either. And that Arashi glide's about as good as it gets. They are. Freaking so, less than 40 bucks, man. I've caught, almost, I've caught every single big one I've ever caught on Arashi glide. I, I've I have all these other ones. I have Roman maids. I have Hinkles. I have, yeah. And I'm like, I catch them on an Arashi. And I'm like, let me go on this sucker around. Donk. Yeah. Pounder. I'm like, how do I even buy all this stuff? My, my wife and I were at the East Tennessee show. I was over there working last weekend. And uh, before I left on Saturday evening, I was like, hey, uh, Buka's here with the bull shad booth. And they got all these custom painted uh, bull shads and things. And I, I just got, I got to, I got to find them. And I walked around there sniffing it out and I find them. And she's like, uh, she's never with me at anything like this ever you know so she doesn't know the damage i do most of the she time she doesn't know no she doesn't know and so she's looking at the prices and she's like that that, that that's in your hand is 140 dollars. just that is 140 dollars." and i'm like yeah and i'm just looking at all of them and i'm like i need one of these one of these one of these one <laughs> she's like i think we gotta stop at the jewelry store on the way home <laughs> yeah you're like babe you aren't really supposed to see this no you're this is this is the world you're never supposed to see see i get away with it every once in a while because i'll be like well, honey like you know that turn around one two years ago i caught two great big ones on this <laughs> didn't happen you i need, I need you, another i need a couple more of these see you know hey alicia go through that trophy room i gotta have more of these <laughs> see that's what happened with that one and that one <laughs> that, you I see this, more. you see this house that's why i need 10 more of these that you're I, like, need 10 more I saw of that them. film you didn't catch any of those small mouth that's the same yeah, person, I think. like i don't think so maybe maybe you did though maybe maybe you did something so that's, that's hilarious though no I, I i love i love tackle oh I I, you well you can't i mean it's tools of the trade right that's a cliche saying but it is i mean it's just it uh in your world in our world it's we're all obsessed with it but you have to be you're paid to be obsessed with it yeah. yeah, I mean, it's but it's so it is fun. It's fun to tinker. It's fun to see why things do a certain thing or way or act a certain way, why a bait's so good or why it's not. Understand why. Like, those are those are something that I never really took the time to care about before, before I got in the PD side. And then I'm like, why is that bait so good? And then you start yeah. to really dive into it and you're like, oh, so this does this. And I've learned a lot from Ott, just even talking on the crankbait side of things. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, if you want a little bit, a little bit more wiggle or you want this or you want that or you want it to cast better, you know, so it's always like, I'm like, that's oh, okay. I see. So that's, that's, that's been a lot of fun to deal with. I, this wasn't even on my, my, I was, I'm winding it down here. I've got a couple more things, but this wasn't even on my radar, but then you're wearing this Rappala hat. We're talking about crankbaits. I'm a cranking junkie, even though you can't catch them on a crankbait on the Tennessee river as, as we've talked about <laughs> anymore. How good is that damn DT eight? Can we just talk about that? The DT6, the DT8 was, DT6 is my favorite. DT10, a little bit bigger body size. It gets a lot of bites too. But that freaking eight, it's the same size as that six, runs a little deeper. Like, how good is that plug, dude? Can we just talk about that for a second? Can we just nerd out on some crazy People don't, see, it's a little bit more subtle too. Uh, so it's like, so it gets good. like, a, it's, it's really cool. So it's like basically like a wiggle wart, like depth wise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of like and, and, and like on a cast, I, I was catching on St. Clair one day up there when I first had it, and I was just cranking it. And I can get it like on a cast, I can get it to like 10, 11, or like a long cast, like you yeah. know, like long cast. If you're cranking banks, you're gonna get it at like eight and a half, nine, yeah, but like long cast 11. So 
but it, it is. It's just like when they're in a foul mood and they're goofy, like that profile, there's just something about that profile of the six, and then ultimately be able to use that same body in eight. And it, it, it's 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 pretty special. Like you people don't really me. talk about it a lot. It's it's uh-huh. subtle, so you don't you don't feel a lot ex- until you're, you get locked up. <laughs> You'll say you feel a lot. I feel a lot on it. But, yeah. But- they would never like swallow that dang thing. Man. I think the biggest thing that people don't, you know, and it's taken me a while to understand this is as well. Like the, the baits that catch the most fish day in and day out are the ones that are a little bit more subtle. You think of like a beaver, you think of like shad wraps and subtle like movement is like the most natural action in the water. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in, in, and so that triggers fish more day in and day out than an aggressive action. That you know, it might might might, be, might the aggressive you know action on one day, but day in and day out, they're the more subtle, consistent days. Like high pressure, you know, most, most days they're going to bite that subtle action better. No doubt. If you told me for the rest of my life, all I can do, Luke, every day you go bass fishing, this is what they're going to eat is a DT six and a DT eight. I would die happy, man. I love that. <laughs> I've looked. Well, and and look, when I was a kid, it was a bandit, like a two hundred yeah. series bandit. And it's yeah. still good. Don't get me oh, wrong. Still like my little balance. Still like I got a whole 200. bunch of suckers. I yeah, do. I like my 200. But when the DT6 came out, it was like, oh, like mm-hmm. a heavenly light shot. And I kept saying, man, if this got just a little deeper. And then we got the eight. And yeah. I remember talking to Swindle about it. I'm like, dude, can you get me some of those before the world gets them? Like, I need, yeah. I need a dose of that right before it came out. Have you tried Ott's new, uh, what is it, the Rocco? I saw those Rocco. at the show. I'm not, I'm not mess with that it's very very good it's it it has a good amount of thump which is perfect it's not but it's not like so like it's not like too aggressive okay so like i I always rate it like as a buddy of mine norm coulter he makes some crankbaits you know and he's really good at that as well lots of he's always talk wiggle wobble okay so he always like oh it's a zero to a five i just go zero to ten so like i would say like a rocco is like a six like in a wiggle but okay. like like a wiggle word to ten, like um, like okay. like 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 I would say a DTA is like a two and a half, like a two yeah. three. I would say a shatter ops like a one, and I would say like so like it's like all so like I would say it's probably like a six. Okay. It's not. It's like right in the middle, but it has a good thumb to it. And it runs about, I would say right at I would say four and a half, but okay. it doesn't get hung up. You know, it runs good through wood. It really does a good job. Okay. Yeah. I just saw it at the East Tennessee show. I knew it was coming out, but I had some folks asking me in the Baitworks booth about it. And I'm like, Hey, I, I can't tell you about it. Tiny, tiny's a freaking fish catcher though. Yeah. Tiny's a trouble. Tiny. You cannot <laughs> not catch a fish on tiny. Yeah, Like you have a hard time not catching one on that. That plug runs about like right at four. And if you're wanting to beat your buddy out of the back of the boat. <laughs> yeah. I've Third seen time. that a couple times. I swear, I was on. I was out there fishing against Watson and that uh, uh, that Adam Pickwick and the, uh, MLF deal, and I wasn't catching any big ones out the back. But I was throwing tiny behind it in the prop wash on mud, like mud, and just locking. They're just locking up on it, like literally. There's mud coming behind the boat, and I'm just casting back there, and it's like kunk, lock, I'm catching them. Like I caught like ten of them, you know. But I was like, he's like, what the heck, crankbait you got on, like. It just it, it, it catches a lot of fish. Did you did you have a hard time when you were leaving that tournament knowing that you let James Watson win? I'm just it, saying, it, it took all, a lot. It took a lot for me. I said, dang, I couldn't believe like James, like 
there was one fish, like you know, those moments you're just like, all right, it's, it's his time to win. Yeah. <laughs> he literally, it's not even. I, I, listen, he he had some. This is crazy stuff. There was a pine tree that was in the water. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking six inches. I'm talking like an like two and a half, three inches of water. And he throws his vibrating jig up to this pine tree and catches a three pounder. And I said, "Boy, ain't no way." There ain't no way. There's no freezing way. Cold. I could not believe it. I was like, and then in the same, like he goes up this bank and he rolls in his pocket and he throws in there and he hooks a three, three pounder. He goes to both of it, comes off. He throws out there again, hooks another three and a half pounder. He's reeling it in and he, and he's like, I'm not going to both of it. So he goes down there and he tries to get it. And he can't get it. And he breaks his rod. And it comes off. <laughs> And, and he throws a fit. He throws out there again and catches a three pounder. And I'm like, you cannot make. I'm like, I'm like, just take me in. Congratulations, James. You freaking smash. He he smashed him though. He no, really he legitimately did. And I was just like, but I was in awe in the moment. I'm like, he sent me the. Clip. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, he sent me the clip when he's got poor Polly Lice in the back of the boat. And he loses a big one and then he loses another one. He lost two and he's cussing and going crazy. And they had to bleep it all out on the show. I've got the unedited clip and I've started to play it on here a hundred times. It's so fantastic. And he's going crazy. And then he catches just a giant, and I've fish pick with my entire life. I consider him a home late and he catches a giant small mouth just in the middle of nowhere on a chatterbait. And he goes, he gets in the boat and he goes, just when I was fixing to kill myself. Like <laughs> It's like one of my favorite <laughs> clips in bass fishing history. He knocks off Jacob Wheeler. He just has this incredible week. And dude, it was it was, awesome. and for him to to get on that little pattern that he got on. Oh, he was, was on it. But dude, it was frigid that week when you guys were here. You guys had snow. It was like 18 degrees or I, something. I, I know on that flat step, it threw me for a loop a little bit too. I was like, you, so that, that was, threw me for a loop in that one too. Cause I, I, I ran up the lake and I thought I'd get him away from because I thought he was fishing down the lake a little bit. So I ran up the lake and I'm like, ah, I got him up the lake a little bit. He's not going to make an adjustment. Well, and he made a great adjustment and he freaked out. Oh, I must have stayed up here and fished away. I'm like, so I was trying, I, I thought I had him in like a little bit. Like, hey, he's going to run back down the lake. I'm going to hit that stuff later. And I'll be like, you know, I'm like, gosh, and he, and he freaking trashed him. Just fishing new water, which was great to that right there. Just running a pattern is what like bass fishing is all about. Springtime sure. fishing. Hey, this stuff looks exactly like I was fishing before going with it and rolling with it and catching on that flash stuff. I'm like, dang it, James. Yeah. Dang it was, it was so fun. I'm like, so I was, I was proud of him. I really was. I, I just, I shook his hand and said, man, good job. Did you with my just beat, Yeah. You just, you just beat me. Yeah. Playing it simple, straight up. All right. Last thing I'm going to put you on the spot. I think this is a good one. So you are BFL all American champ. You are forest wood cup champ. You've won bass fest. You've won an elite series. You've won multiple BPTs. You've won angler of the year BPT. Any part of you, Jacob Wheeler, you got to get a you got to get a classic to close out this career at some point. What does that look like? I mean, and a red crest, obviously. No, mm-hmm. no disrespect to the red crest, like yeah. I know because you're gonna get one of those. We just we're just assuming mm-hmm. that's gonna happen. Probably happen in Norman. Hell, I don't know. But I'm 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 saying like to complete this career, to complete this career, storied career up to this point, it's gonna just keep growing. Some part of you 
Do you want a classic at some point? You know, to me, okay, so this is the thing. I've always thought about that. Like, oh man, do I want a classic? It's it like so every year you have a goal, you know what I'm saying? And you just sort of have a goal of like like the last few years, my main focus was like angler of the year. Okay. You know, I wanted to win angler of the year. I wanted to prove it to myself. The first year was like it all were, you know, worked out. You know, I was behind and I want, you know, was up and I came back and then I won angler of the year last year. Now I'm like, all right, what is my I mean, like it'd be great to win angler of the year again. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I mean, but it's not as like oh my gosh, I got to prove that I can win angle of the year. Now, man, I don't know. The classic is, is, is the classic, you know, it's, 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 it's got so much history behind it. Um, But to me, like just to me personally, it comes down to like who I'm fishing against. Okay. And so when I'm fishing against Jordan Lee, when I'm fishing against Lucas, when I'm fishing against Atifo, when I'm fishing against Dustin, I feel like I'm, I, I mean, consistently I'm fishing in some of the, you know, the top anglers in, in bass fishing period. And so, like, that's what, like, when I fished against Ott and, and I got second in the Classic to Ott in Knoxville, that was like, oh, man, like, you know, it was his time and, and everything worked out. But I've never really thought about it because, like, to me, it's more so about the anglers I'm competing against. Okay. Like, if I'm competing against, like, the title's a title, but to me personally, it's about who I beat. And like with Jordan, like if Jordan's not there, if Lucas is not there, if, you know, those guys, like they're in the top five, you know, they're, they've won as much as they've won for a reason. And and they've been so consistent over the last couple of years. The reason they're all in the top five in, in Bass Run World Rankings is because Michael Neal even. Oh, yeah. Those, those guys are the top. They're, they're at the peak of the peak. Those guys are the top of the top consistency wise. And they have been at least for, for a while. And so like, that's to me, like, I don't, can that change? Absolutely. 100%. But to me, like my thing, and this is something that I'll always, I want to fish against the best and I'm fishing against some of the best anglers that the bass fishing has to offer. And, and if that changes, then that my mindset might change a little bit too. Okay. Yeah. I just, you know, it's, it's like Tiger Woods winning all the masters, right. And the, and all the, all the green jacket, gold jacket, who was that? Who said that happy Gilmore? green jacket yeah. uh so it's it's kind of like that uh just to to just say you want it all that's my thing i'm like oh so competitive yeah. i feel like for you you're like and I'm, I'm not saying you're laying in bed at night going oh if only i could win a classic my life would be complete i'm just saying for the mantle for for just the exclamation point on this career where you won i mean dude to me the all-american is one of the most prestigious titles mm-hmm in this sport to win it as young as you did absolutely incredible forest wood cup i hate mm-hmm. that it doesn't exist anymore yeah. it, it was it was such an amazing event it and was it, it was and red crest is young it's still mm-hmm. young but it's 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 getting there and you're like you're it, saying these top anglers are fishing we had the expo last year you guys did it in tulsa it it ha- it's gaining traction. It is. I think Charlotte will be big this year. Uh, yeah, I, I talked to some folks from from MLF this week about it. I think it'll be a really great show. Uh, I think it'll be a great tournament that time of year. So that trophy on your mantle is obviously one you've got your uh, sight set on. But that's more priority because that's in my grasp right now. I feel like, yeah. but I, you know, yeah. I mean, I think there's always there's you just never know. I mean, it's not 
in my immediate future, it's not in my mindset. Like, but you never know what's down the road. Do you, is there anywhere in you? And this was again not on my my list here. We'll we'll end on this one. Do you think because there's there has been a lot of division, and you were actually a guy that reached out to me, and and I appreciate it so much. You're like, hey man, I want to do your show because I, dude, I was I have been and and still would be of Bass MLF whoever. I, I'm that's what I do. I talk about stuff. I give my opinions. Not necessarily because I think I'm smart or because I think I'm right. I just give them to you because they're mine. I get them off my chest, right? That's what I do week in and week out. So, uh, but but my thing is this. There's been a lot of division. I feel like the dust is settling, though, finally. I, I would agree. It is. It, it is settling. Everybody's kind of getting in their own worlds, and and Bass is fine, and BPT is fine, and things are, things are going okay, right? Do you – any part of you wish though that you could fish against some of those guys could we have this combined oh, at yeah. some point? you know what i mean like are there guys you're seeing over there like damn i wish i could take a run at lee livesey at lake fork or you know what i mean like are there guys on that side that because you, you've never competed against a lot of those guys yeah. Yeah. um so will we ever no, get that would be awesome that would be awesome to me that is something that would be unbelievable if we had a even if you had like a three you know if you had a championship i don't think yeah. that would ever happen because i think Either, either sides but yeah it doesn't make sense to they don't you know bass wouldn't want to do it and mlf would i don't think no. either of them would want it anyway no, sure. i don't think but don't. you would have to be a third party you know like a toyota like toyota bass classic how they did that you know something like that and a scenario like that would have to happen in order for it to to, to actually legitimately happen so yeah. um I mean, that would be awesome because I think there's obviously there's a lot of people. There's a lot of great anglers over there. There's a lot of I mean, you look at Patrick, you look at Lee, you look at you know, obviously Brandon competing against Brandon for, for oh, yeah. a lot of years over the last few years. And, um, you know, fishing over there at Bass and BBT a year. Um, there's 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 a lot of great anglers. And and so I think that that's, you know, you obviously and I, I think that the sport as a whole has to be a little bit like not saying smaller to a point, like, all right, when you, if you could long-term make it to where you had 80 of the best anglers under one deal, like one if, deal. They get, if they all got together, I think that would push it in the right direction. Like, I mean, you mean what I mean by that is like those 80 anglers would, would really be in a good position. No, oh, I, I agree with that. that. No, I, I agree with that. The marketing dollars would be there. The money would be spent with, you know, I obviously I don't know if that, I think that's the best law or a hundred anglers or 150 anglers or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm just saying, I think that, that it would, because there's a lot of bass fishing. I love, I'm a, I'm a fan of bass fishing in general. Like I'll watch, I watch MPFL. I've watched bass elite events. I watch, I watch MLF events when I get done with a lot of the tournaments I'm fishing. I'll, I'll go back and watch a lot of the stuff because I just enjoy bass fishing. I've always had. You learn. You learn. Even though you're Jacob Wheeler, I, there's there are nuggets out there. Oh, absolutely. And, and just it's interesting to see how someone else dissects a body of water and does something a little bit different than maybe I do. You know, and that's what that's what makes each fisherman different. You know, um, but yeah, I mean that's that's the kind of stuff that like you know, I, I, long term, I would love to see. Love to see something to where we all compete against, you know, against each other together, which would be and now that it's like all a five fish deal. Now it would make a lot of sense. Yeah, where sure. Every fish counts. It was like sort of tough because you're like, all right, do you, how do you do that? You know, how you, how you pick, but I think it would be cool to do a uh, man. East versus West all-stars. Let's get them. Let's get them together. Let's top 10 in the point standings. And then the year from BPT top 10, and then have this like shootout uh, deal. 
whoever's watching, you got some icon boats. You know what? Sponsor <laughs> TH Marine. Rap, they, let's go. Let's go. They can, they can, they can do it. <laughs> yeah, let's go. There's you only a handful of people that could, but there you never know. Let's give away a yacht. There you go, like a big <laughs> giant swing. It's fifty. Just a week on a yacht. I don't know something. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to do some. Yeah, you got to you make it big. It, it could it could happen. I just think that it just yeah, it'd have to be someone, a third party, to be able to do it. It's all it's all business at the end of the day, right? You know, you got these competing entities, and uh, the only things that suffer the most are the fans, right? And the anglers ultimately, because you guys would damn sure fish against each other. And would jump at the opportunity, you know, it's just, um, no, I think, I think there's a lot of, that way. yeah, I think there's been a lot of divide over it, but I think we're all sort of settled in that, and it's all for the good too. Yeah. I think you look at just like, I, I thought about this the other day and I, you know, I try to like step back at first. It's like, yeah, man, no bass. Then they were just getting one over on us. And then, you know, you're just always just how it is. And you see here, this and grass is always greener. And, but one thing that it ultimately did do like i looked back at the payout when mdj won when we when we were leaving to go to bpt and i was like wow we used to like if you got 60 you got like i think i got six in turn like you got like fourteen thousand dollars or something like that for sixth place and i'm like what and now you look at the payouts now on both sides and they're way higher mm-hmm. and i'm like so there were some really good things that came from the divide that allowed for to ample and give the angler more opportunity. And I was like, that is really good. Like that, like right there, if you look at either side, if you look at bass, you look at MLF and you look at the payouts, they've gone up and they've made it better. Now, is it, is it what it used to be in, in 2000? Erwin Jacobs days. Yeah. Yeah, It's not that, but it, but it's better than it was. And that's something that like, as anglers, we should always push, to, to elevate the sport. And, you know, I think we've given other anglers, everybody, you know, as a whole is we've done a good job of being able to do that and give everybody opportunity to make more money. Well, I think what it did too, uh, for, on a, on a positive side of it is you gave some guys, uh, new platforms. It gave some yeah. guys that we haven't seen before. We've got more stars and, and not seeing these guys would not have risen to the top, so to speak, had the split not happened, but, there's only so many spots, right? If it was, you know, that we were doing our thing on the FLW tour and you had the elites, but other than that, you didn't have anything. You didn't have anything that Absolutely. had coverage. And then whenever BPT created another layer, basically, in the in the sport at that upper echelon, it did allow some guys to kind of fill the fill the void when the when the swap happened. And there are a lot of names that I really don't believe the sport would know now like they do, maybe not as fast as they do or did uh, find out about these people had that not happened. You know, I'm just, I, I want it to, I want it to settle down even more. And I'm anxious to see this year with the, uh, the five fish deal, man. I know it's going to be fun for you guys. It and, will be. And it will be. You know, I'm, I'm excited. And, and we'll probably see you hoist a few of them damn trophies. I'm sure. I'm going to try to reel one in. I'm not so sure I can catch five of them suckers anymore. So we're going to find out. Dude, five. You catch like 500 and then every fish. Like, what are you talking about? You can catch five. You have a hard them, time man. finding just the, the five that you want to like finish your day with. That's going to be your biggest problem. <laughs> I'm not going to reel that many in. I, I, at least I'm going to try to. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. It's like, okay. <laughs> Score tracker update. Uh, 10th place is Brian Thrift. He's got 16 pounds. All right. Uh, 
I'm just going to give you an update here at the top. Um, yeah, Jacob Weir's got 296. <laughs> been a lot of those, dude. It's ridiculous. So I know some boys, they, they can say what they want to. They were trying to put a governor on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> they sick of it. They sick of it. Jacob I, Weir, you're the man. I appreciate, I appreciate you coming it. on, dude. so much. Congratulations on the 200 show, hey, man. I appreciate you, you having buddy. me on. I really do. Hey, you uh, go kick off the year in that icon down there with a I'm win and an imitational. I'm going to try to reel one in for you. Well, all right. That's all she wrote with the ding king himself, Mr. Wheeler. Got the sauce right there presented by the W Sauce. And we appreciate them bringing you all these fine guests that we are having via via the video chat these days. We are so sophisticated here at Low Budget Live this year. I'm actually enjoying that more than I used to uh the the video chat but we appreciate the folks from the w sauce making all of this possible and i i appreciate jacob man he is uh we were talking earlier before we did the show and just about his schedule and all the things he's fishing this year and i'm just glad he could carve out some time because that boy goes hard in the paint whether it's pre-fishing as we mentioned there uh you know just sponsor work fishing every event man he fishes at home he's he's uh he's always on the go and he's a father so it's uh it was it was my honor to have him on here i appreciate each and every one of you tuning in week in and week out to low budget live you bunch of low lifers i hope we can do this for another 200 episodes hell maybe even more who knows sky is the limit working on the bassmaster classic live 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 party still I think we got us a venue pretty well picked out there, hoping it it uh, it all works out. If not, we're going to work on another one. But I got one that that I'm talking back and forth with right now. I'll give you all the details on that sooner than later. Hopefully, fingers crossed. And then I hope a lot of y'all are in Knoxville to come party with us because that is going to be a throw down. Thank y'all for everything. We'll take you out with some Biloxi Blues as always, and I will see y'all next week. I never could make it last Spanish moss and Civil War ghosts Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway It does not know my name And I don't care, no Heading my way for another place And I got three good tires and a spare Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there